The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with Joe Ostrowski. Lion stuff is just, oh my God, I just want to vomit. Aaron Hawksworth. That's all I have to say to that. And Ed Egros. We will do the work for you. On the BetQL Network. Hello and welcome to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app, watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL on YouTube, and follow us on X at BetQL Daily. We have a jam-packed show for you today. Noops will dive into his NBA season preview with us. Michael Felder will talk Heisman college football playoff and this weekend's college football slate. And former big league catcher Eric Kratz will hop on to talk about Game 7 and the NLCS. But first, we got to talk about Monday Night Football. And congratulations to the Cousins Hawksworth household. They are finally back together. It is a beautiful thing. 
throw the rice as the Vikings upset the 49ers 22 to 17. If you took a money line bet on Minnesota, that paid out plus 240. This game went under the 45, though it certainly could have gone over had Brock Purdy done his job and scored on the final drive, the final official drive, I suppose, of the game. Vikings jumped out to a 16-7 lead in the first half. Jordan Addison with a couple of touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey obviously scored. But, Joe, I thought the 49ers were supposed to be the best team in the NFC. What's been going on the last couple of games? Not according to this show. Not according to this show. Aaron, you should have watched. I know you were in on the baseball. You said you weren't going to watch the NFL. You wanted to watch baseball instead. But uh, look at what happened. The Vikings are better without Justin Jefferson, right? That's the big takeaway that a lot of people are going to have. <laughs> They're now 2-0 and without Justin Jefferson. negative on-off split. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 amazing what happened. You know, there are still people that are doing the Cousins in primetime thing. I'm like, please, can we just stop doing that? Like, we talked about this even after they lost in week two against the Eagles on Thursday night football when he put up superb numbers. Let's just stop. We know the best way to evaluate the quarterback is not by quarterback record. And that's the one thing that people are clinging to. So he had to go out and get the outright win. And he did 78% complete. It was awesome. I mean, this is against a top-notch defense. Let's not forget that part. Without your number one weapon, like Jordan Addison looked like a number one weapon. Uh, Hawkinson's been there. You know, I think most people consider him a top three, two, five tight end in the league. Um, And he certainly played the part last night, 12 targets. He had 11 grabs, 86 yards. And on the Addison front, you know, he was hobbled during the game. He ended up scoring two touchdowns. He could have easily had three. There were a few plays where because of defensive pass interference or illegal contact where he could have had another score. So I I think it's arrow up for the Vikings on the rest of the season. It feels like they're getting a few things figured out defensively, both quarterbacks through interceptions. I don't think that was a big surprise. Aaron was talking about that one yesterday, including Purdy with a pair of them. And Aaron, we were wondering, all right, without Debo, Where's the volume going to go in the passing game? And the answer is really nobody, right? It was split. It's five grabs for Kittle, five for Ayuk, and five for Jennings. Yeah, the Kittle prop did go over. Um, Great night for the show, and shout out to JLC for putting us on the plus money Purdy interception. As you mentioned, he Mm -hmm. had two. Kirk had Mm -hmm. one right away, so I was like, all right, this is great. We're rolling here. Happy for Paul, too. I know he was on the uh, Viking side. So, yeah, you're probably right. The Kirk Cousins primetime narrative, it's fun to talk about. But we we do the whole truth or trend thing on this show. It's probably a trend at this point. You know, I mean, it's kind of stupid, but it is fun to talk about. People like to pick on my man, Kirk Cousins. So I think that narrative, uh, you know, it's probably never going to go away for him, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yeah, that it's crazy. Like no Justin Jefferson, no problem. He was spreading the ball around. Still the run game uh, looks like Kevin O'Connell never wants to go to that. But nope. with, with Kirk Cousins <laughs> and the weapons nope. that they have, they don't need to at this point. And Jordan Addison really emerged last night. Uh, really great game for him. So happy for the Vikings all around. And I, I woke up this morning like, gosh, I'm excited for the show. The NFC is so intriguing right now because everyone has looked vulnerable. Everyone has. By the way, a little 
Cousins over one and a half passing touchdowns. Please, yeah, thanks. Yes. Ah, yeah, congrats. That one. Yeah, yes. That one. Yes. Uh, we got to talk about this 49ers defense for a little bit because I think that's one of the reasons why we felt like, okay, you know, Brock Purdy, whatever you think of him, the the infrastructure around him is just phenomenal. The defense is really, really good at all three levels. And then, the, you know, with the running game and, you know, some great wide receivers where you have so many of them. But one of those things where we're like, okay, if Brock Purdy has this wonderful infrastructure around him and you've got this phenomenal play caller in Kyle Shanahan, everything's going to be just fine. Well, now we're learning that the infrastructure around Brock Purdy maybe has some leaks to it. And this, to me, was a notable example of how defensively, A, you can't trust it from one game to the next, one season to the next. But then also, too, you're expecting players to do things that are really unreliable, most notably asking your linebackers to be elite in coverage. And we saw that can be a significant problem, no matter really who the receivers are. Like, I don't necessarily consider Jordan Addison to be a bad receiver, but he's not a, a wide receiver one. He just looked the part last night. But even though Kirk Cousins was pressured on more than a third of his dropbacks, he was elite under pressure, which usually isn't the case for him. Trevarius Ward, when he was targeted, six catches for 110 yards and a score. When I mentioned those linebackers, they were bad in coverage last night. Fred Warner, when he was targeted, Cousins' passer rating was 108. For Dre Greenlaw, his uh, Cousins' passer rating was 142, including that touchdown allowed. We are not used to seeing these linebackers, and a lot is asked of them to be playing poorly, but that's exactly what we saw last night for whatever reason. And I don't know if the Vikings showed us any kind of blueprint, but they did tell us that they are going to be a really tough matchup for elite teams going forward. And this is not viewed as a great defense. Right. But I, I think and this was on my mind with Miami and I think and I was considering it a little bit during the game with Minnesota last night. I, I wonder what these defensive coordinator changes to. We spent so much time talking about offenses where it is going to be a struggle. It's been a struggle for some of these teams that made changes uh, with defensive coordinators where you're completely changing your style of play for the most part, the same personnel, but you're changing everything. Like we've always felt that Vic Fangio will figure it out, especially once he gets his pieces back. And I'm wondering if we're going to end up saying the same about Brian Flores. Remember, they also did. They're not an example of not many personnel changes because they did change a whole lot. So they changed the scheme and they changed the players on defense. And maybe it's taking them a little bit of time. Maybe they're a team that's going to come up possibly on making the playoffs in a soft NFC when we do that later on make or miss. I, I think there are some really interesting options. Um, a few other things come to mind. And I, I think a lot of, if 24 hours ago, I told you, okay, Trent Williams is not going to play. San Francisco is going to lose outright as a seven point favorite. A lot of people would point to that. Was that highlighted last night? I, oh. it seemed like Jalen Moore did just fine. So yeah, I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't think people should be using that as an excuse um, in Niners land. Like, oh, well, we didn't have our all-world left tackle. You're right, you didn't. But it didn't seem like that was a big problem in the game. There's that. We still have the kicker problem. I, that's real. I mean, Moody steps mm -hmm. out. He misses the first kick of the game. He missed a couple in that game. It's like, man, mm -hmm. that that. I wonder if that's going to be a difference maker, if they end up making some sort of a change. But like, look, our championship window is open right now. Do we need to do something? Um, did you guys, 
uh, noticed just everything he can do, you know, that, that without Debo, that there was a big difference for Purdy in that offense. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. A little bit, Aaron. He can do so many different things. I was just wondering if the the versatility is a big deal, I think. Yeah. I wonder if there was also like some intangibles with Trent missing, just like his intensity, his leadership. Like maybe there was like a lack of confidence for Purdy. He just seemed. I, we've been talking about how he's had some bad balls and due for some regression. We've just been waiting for it to happen. And I just think maybe it's catching up to him finally. Could be. We all kept wondering <laughs> when why- he was going to say to say turn into a pumpkin. Oh, it's kind of corny, but we were all waiting. Like we all thought on this show, should we really bet Purdy MVP? And then every week he went out and did it again. And now he's not right. I'm not mad I missed out on the 40-1. Right. No. Well, here's, not winning. here's something that's really important here, I think, when we're talking about Brock Purdy in general. And we'll, we'll talk about this MVP t- uh, discussion a good bit later. But if you're talking about open target miss rate, which uh, at Sean Core uh, brought up, in terms of quarterbacks who miss open targets, uh, Brock Purdy is uh, one of the seventh on this list at uh, roughly Ooh, 10.5%. Wow. So in terms of missed targets, he misses them at roughly 10.5% uh, of a clip. Uh, P.J. Walker mm. leading the way, Aiden O'Connell. This is, of course, leading into Week 7 games, so it's possible this number does go up. But at the same time, you look at this and go, these are the kinds of things that maybe we wanted to believe or didn't want to believe. Our intuition was a little conflicted as far as what we wanted to believe about his overall efficiency. And in terms of answering your question, Joe, about Debo Samuel, because he does so many different things and he's just so versatile, I think that element of surprise might be gone. And it makes uh, defensive game planning just a little bit easier, which means you have to rise the quarterback play. If you do, if you are able to, to, I guess, raise your quarterback play, all right, fine, no big deal. But I don't know if we've seen that from Brock Purdy yet. And look, he's in his second year. Like, regardless of what you think of him, I don't know if any second-year quarterback would be able to do what the expectation is for the 49ers to compete for a Super Bowl. So that element as well is such to where, you know, let's not make long-term conclusions about his overall career based upon the natural career arc that happens for young quarterbacks. Yes, it is still his first full year. We're still in that because, you know, he didn't start to get out there until the second half of last season as well. Guy with a lot of college experience. One more note, uh, and it just followed the theme of what week number seven was, is betting sides. The Niners were one of the more popular sides. Niners minus seven, and that gets taken out. Here are your most public sides, according to some sports books. The most public side, Bills minus seven and a half, outright loser. Raiders minus two and a half, outright loser. 
Bucks minus three, outright loser. Mention the Niners. The Browns minus three and a half. They win but don't cover. Lions plus three, public side, loser. Packers plus one, loser. Rams minus three and a half, loser. All of these had around 70% or higher of the bets. The public got steamrolled this week. <laughs> and that they is why due. the books love this. <laughs> yes, yeah. they were. Exactly. Uh, speaking of potentially getting steamrolled, uh, we've got a game seven in the National League Championship Series. Didn't have a game seven in the postseason for a couple of years, but both LCSs uh, get a game seven. We'll talk about the American League in a bit, but first, uh, let's preview a little bit uh, Game 7 of the National League Championship Series because the Phillies, I thought this, we were talking about this potentially being a sweep, and now the Diamondbacks have a legitimate chance of winning the National League pennant. Aaron Nola struggled a little bit, uh, notably in the second inning against the D-backs, allowing three runs, uh, including a couple of home runs, and so now we get to a Game 7. Yes, the Phillies are minus 165 favorites, but do you believe in the snakes, Joe? How can you not? How can you not at this point? You know, it was a Smoltz couldn't stop saying, expect the unexpected. And then, you know, I had to hear the wife chime in. Oh, it's just like Big Brother, huh? The MLB playoffs. Like, please stop saying it. Smoltz, please stop saying it because I'd hear it every single time. But he was right. That's what this playoffs have been. It's whatever you think is going to happen. Nola's been phenomenal in the playoffs. And they were, what, minus 185 favorites. And it was whatever you think is going to happen. Just it's, we're now used to expecting the opposite result. And I know we'll talk about the, the Arizona homers, the long shots there. Like Fam was almost nine to one to hit a home run. Uriel had a terrific number as well. And Kelly balled out after getting crushed by the Phillies last time. But the big thing is, is what do we see out of this Phillies team when they're going right? It's the homers. It's the extra base hits in general. They had six hits last night, five singles. Like that's a godsend. If you're going against the Phillies, you're gonna we're gonna give up six hits and mostly singles to them. All right, we're in a great spot to win, and they were. Can they do it consecutively? Gosh, can't wait to see it. Yeah, that's gonna be a fun game. And then congratulations to the Texas Rangers. They win the American League pennant, and Paul Aspen was absolutely right. Adolis Garcia for LCS MVP. That was the play to make. That was the bet to make on that game. And that's exactly what happened. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, one word, noobs, right here on the BetQL Network. (laughs) 